Welcome everybody to the Inside Pass. This is the most quietest I've ever seen, the studio right now. We've, uh, Tom's not here this week. Uh, Peter, I know, are stuck in purgatory out on 40 somewhere. Yeah, they'll be here shortly. You know. <laughs> Chris is here. I'm here. Uh, and I'm here. And uh, The show wouldn't happen if I wasn't here. That's very true. We had to wait for Well, you were the first one here. So I was. I, I can't say we had to wait for you because you were already here. You were waiting on us to get here. Yep. Uh, so I was stuck in traffic too, but I'm here now. I know I'm Peter should be here momentarily, but we are going to go ahead and kick our show off um, with a guest that I am excited about. I've been talking about it for the last uh, few weeks or so. I, I've got so many questions, and, I, and, I, and we've only got 10 minutes with him, so I don't know if I'm I'm going to get all my answers in the next 10 minutes, but we're going to try. Uh, from Sprint on Ice, uh, we welcome Nick Berry to the hotline. And, uh, Nick, I, I've got so many questions that I want to ask you. Um, just growing up in the dirt world and seeing Sprint cars on dirt, I can only imagine how scary um, having a Sprint car on ice would be. Uh, but before we get to talking about Sprint on ice, I want to get a little bit of background information on you and how you got started in racing. Yeah, I uh, I come from a r- racing family, um, and they had been racing on the ice since the uh, early 1990s, and uh, but even way back before then, I've I've got you know I'm a fifth generation racer. Uh, family's been involved in racing since back dating back into the 50s, um, primarily mostly on dirt. But like I said, the ice racing was kind of 80s, 90s, and stuff like that for the family, and then um, I started my racing career, um, I think I was 13, I started racing a mini stock on the ice, um, they had like a, a junior division, they called it, um, you know, for kids 13 to 16 or whatnot, mm-hmm. I did that, and then, um, you know, uh, 15, I started racing on the dirt, I raced one year in a mini stock, and I literally jumped from racing a BMW on the dirt to a, you know, full-blown 360 sprint car on the dirt the following season. Um, so that was that was a big jump, but, uh, you know, did, did pretty good. I won my fourth, uh, fourth event out on the dirt in a 360 sprint car. Um, so I've been, I've been racing for a while now, um, you know, 20 years I've been at it, and uh, mostly dirt racing, and then... Um, mm-hmm. You know, some ice racing mixed in between with, uh, like, Northeast-style dirt modifieds. And then I began ice racing sprint cars uh, in 2019. Um, so that was kind of my first go-around with sprint cars on the actual ice. But I had raced on dirt many years in a sprint car. What are the, what are the differences when you, you go from racing on the dirt to ice? Because that's got to be a, a very different feeling, and especially the way you race the track. Yeah, um, well, you would think it'd be a lot different, but to be honest, it, in some aspects, it's really not. Um, because with the, whether you use, I mean, you can use either or, but um, whether you use uh, like a studded chain or you use like woody snowmobile studs, um, you actually have built-in traction, um, whereas a dirt track will flick off and get real slick. Everyone thinks the ice is really slick, but it's not because of the built-in traction. So it's almost like you're on like a heavy, tacky track. Um, and that's actually really sort of what we set the car up for. It is more like a tacky track. 
So you've, your your son now is, is also uh, racing too, and he's he's become quite the accomplished little sprint on ice racer too. Uh, it's got to make you feel good to know that uh, the generation is going to continue to carry on, and now he's going to be able to continue on your your legacy. You know, long after you have uh, hung up your helmet and fire suit. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's coming up the ladder. He's doing good. He's uh, he turned fourteen in January, and and now he's got a full size sprint car. And actually, we're just working working on that getting that buttoned up and he's going to be racing uh non-wing uh sprint cars on the dirt this summer as well so yeah that's cool it's it's very cool yeah so tell me a little bit about obviously the sprint on ice thing is not a not something new i mean you know you you've said you know there this dates back to the 70s and 80s why is it that now you are trying to to get this out to a lot more people I, i understand you're you're trying to get uh Kind of like a franchise thing going where they run them kind of like in the Midwest and the Kansas, Nebraska area. Obviously, places where there's snow in the wintertime because you got to yeah. have snow to run ice. But um, why why now? Why now decide that, you know, you're going to try to get the spread on ice thing to, to kind of take off and, and kind of, you know, do its own thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more so uh, more and people, uh, more and more people just keep coming to me. Um, you know, I've I kind of obviously – promote you know my own race teams between myself and my son and stuff like that and we have a you know a very large following through social media and stuff and i i just i just kept having people come to me more and more it seemed like every year and then you know all that is so cool and you know this and that and and next thing you know i got promoters from from other states and regions coming to me and they're like would you know would you guys be interested in doing a franchise and you know i I never really thought of it so much as a business as obviously it kind of turned into be. I mean, we get a, you know, we got a name and we get a, you know, we've trademarked everything now and, and we really started thinking more business sense rather than just wearing the racer hat all the time. And, uh, we've, we've branched out and, you know, ice racing is just so cool. I mean, in itself, but it's really, really cool when you put a sprint car out there. I mean, it's, it's really unheard of. Um, most people, are just shocked when you even mention a sprint car being on the ice. I think uh, um, the development of, you know, social media and stuff has really put it out there because, like you said, it is so cool and it's so cool for people to see something different like that. Did When you guys started uh, really promoting it and, uh, you know, doing it, did you expect it to get such of like a, I kind of want to say a cult following because people really like coming out and watching that stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, I really would have never thought any of this in my wildest dreams. I mean, within the, I don't know, I would say honestly, within the first couple of weeks of really kind of promoting it as a business, so to speak, it, it really just took off, like I said, way beyond our wildest dreams. Um, I, I had, I didn't have to chase any sponsors or anyone. I mean, they were coming to us. I mean, just like you say, the power of social media, it's just crazy because I had corporations coming to us say, you know, hey, we want to do something with you guys. Uh, the Woody's uh, snowmobile studs, they came on right away. Uh, they saw a market um, where, you know, snowmobile racing and, and sprint car racing on the ice can co-exist. And um, that, that they were kind of our first ones. And, and then, like, uh, we got a television deal that popped up and, again, they came to us. We didn't chase anyone. We, you know, we have Mav TV and Lucas Oil on the Edge uh, came to us, and um, unfortunately, the event we had planned with them this year uh, was postponed uh, due to ice conditions. Um, so, 
That's all right. Uh, that gives us some more time, and, and we're just going to make things bigger and better for 2022 on the ice and uh, with Mav TV. And we got a lot of cool things coming out for next year with them. And like I said, we're we're working with a, a bunch of sponsors and new people coming on, which I can't, you know, um, contractually right now due right. to contract. Exactly. But we have some yeah. big things coming. Uh, so, how can people find out more about this front on ice uh, websites and social media and all that? Yeah, we have a new website. It's going to be up. It's it's not published just yet, but it will just be, you know, like the name says, SprintCarsOnIce.com. Um, we have uh, Sprint Cars on Ice on Facebook, um, Sprint Cars on Ice on Twitter, as well as Instagram. All right. I will put those links up uh, on our website so that uh, everybody can uh, can do that. And Nick, thank you so much for taking some time out to join us tonight. We're going to have you back on again soon because I'm, I'm interested to know more about this stuff. That sounds great. Um available anytime for you. Thank you. All right, no problem. Uh, Nick Berry, everybody. Sprint on ice, uh, sprints on sprintcarsonice.com is website. We are going to take a break. We'll be back. More of the Inside Pass right after this. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning Thanks rubber? Do Appreciate you want to get your car sideways <laughs> right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier tell- motorsports facility, him. has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? 
Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. with some great radio hosts. You're listening to the FI I'm betting by those pictures that you sent me on the way here that you have seen everything at this point. Yeah, oh my gosh. And then not to mention, I just came off of traveling five hours from home to jump into Peter's car and get whiplash the whole way here. And wow, are you just going to let him throw you under the bus like that, Peter? Oh, no, he knows. How, because, look, how, how do you get whiplash doing two miles an hour? See, but here's the thing, because after we got out of two miles an hour <laughs> and the show's already started and we're racing to the studio... Oh, okay. Peter is like full send and we get to this little caution light up here by the studio and this other car is about to come through and Peter had hesitancy on his turn. So he slams the brake. I was going to take my seat. Never take your seatbelt off early. I was thinking about it because we were about to rush in. We were minutes away from turning. And if I had taken my seatbelt off, I would have been in his like dashboard. <laughs> this public service announcement brought to you by Noah. And then Peter goes, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anything to say anyway, over there, Peter? You were absent I last drive week. I you from campus and just no love over here. Yeah, I should have drove the sixth hour. That's that's payback for all those random videos that you post <laughs> yeah. of, of him. That's, that's what that is. It's payback. We're, that's, we're that's glad that you guys made it to the studio, though, because Chris and I were prepared to do the, the, do the show alone. Very, it would have been very bland without it your been stories. Very bland. Yes, exactly. So oh, it, it's boy. always it's bad enough that Tom's not here. To I know, know to I feel I feel different. Going, he's so. he's in yeah, Georgia. Where's doing, our, where's our, oh, yeah, the bell's still here. Yeah, I do. I do have the bell. I don't have the bell. Can I have the bell? You can have some. No, don't give him that power. We don't have the buzzer though. Don't give him that power. That's way too much power. All right, well, let's talk about some NASCAR racing then. Uh, By the way, if you guys missed the Sprint on Ice uh, talk with Nick, uh, I'll have it posted uh, on social media a little bit, probably tomorrow. Um, But uh, he's going to come back on later on in the next couple of months and talk more about the the series. I'm more interested to to know, you know, kind of like what tracks they run on and scheduling and stuff like that. We just didn't have enough time to talk about it tonight. But uh, hopefully in the weeks to come, we'll have him back on the show. So we are seven races into the season. So we're what fifth of the way through the NASCAR season. Uh, Talking about just the Cup Series because obviously Xfinity and trucks are, are, they don't run nearly as many races. But seven different winners so far. Um, So I want to kind of get you guys' thoughts on what, what we've seen so far this season. Um, and then I've picked out some some guys who I think are doing good and bad, and we'll kind of discuss you know who I think should be on the list. And I guess you guys can add your own people um, as we go. But I guess Noah, we'll start with you. What 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 do you attest this first seven races of the season and seven different winners in the Cup Series? Well, I mean, obviously it's been great. You want to see the variety of different winners, and and absolutely, um, you know, we've been on the edge of our seat on who's going to be the next guy to to add their name to the list and make our make our playoff graphic look even further down the t- when you, they show it on TV and it's like you see the highlighted names for those who have won and you're looking at it now and you're like, how are we not like almost to the playoffs when we see this many guys already? And, and the, there's a lot of people who aren't on that list. There still hasn't been a repeat winner, right? No, there no. hasn't been. That's no, what I mean. So, I mean, and, and, and there have been so many guys 
that we're not used to seeing locked in that aren't yet locked that we are used to seeing locked in that aren't yeah, yet locked in yeah. it's like you know kevin harvick hasn't won a race yet yeah. kyle Den- bush Denny hasn't hamlin, won a race Denny bush, hamlin Bracken and we're Slowski. still this many new winners in it's just, chase elliott the defending champion Ch- yeah defending so, champion i mean yeah, it's it, crazy well, i can't peter what about you it's crazy it's just great to see all this parody with all these new winners. I mean, we started off the year with two first-time winners and nearly had a third one with Tyler Reddick at Homestead, nearly passing William Byron in those closing laps. So it's a great year to see all these different faces in victory lane. I really think Fox hit on something when they dubbed this the best season ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you, you look at the dirt race at Bristol um, last Monday um, now uh, that uh, Peter got, the, got to attend. I floated myself home because I just didn't want to <laughs> stay for all of it, but... Turned out to be a really good race, and then they're going to go back and do it next year. We, we've got uh, Coda coming up um, at the end of May, and so this weekend is the fir- the first official Martinsville night race. It was very interesting hearing Marcus's like reasoning behind doing it next year. Like they were sitting yeah. in the middle of like the seven year flood, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do this again. Yeah, this works for money. Yeah, this is well, good. I mean, yeah. Why, why would you spend all the money and, and resources on making this happen for one year and go, yeah, this is not going to work? Let's just, I mean, I, I commend NASCAR yeah, I, for wanting to do well, it again to right. say, we, you know, we can do it better we, this We time. can do it right. I don't yeah. think it was enough of a failure or anything like that. I don't think it, it was a failure. It wasn't. Um, I don't think it was enough of a crapshoot to say, eh, let's not do this again. If it had gotten to that point, they obviously probably would have said, okay, not a good idea. We'll regroup and maybe try again in a few years. But it was enough of a success, I think, among fans, TV, everybody who wanted to see it. Um, and then what we did end up seeing to say, hey, let's, let's well, do it. Well, I would be, I think I'd be more concerned if it went off perfectly than if we didn't have a hitch. Because if, yeah. if it was perfect the first time around, you've got nothing to improve on. Right. So if you do it, you know, if you have a little bit of minor hiccups, which a lot of them just had to do with the fact that we had a seven year flood in, you know, 18 hours. But, um, you know, aside from the rain, I, I thought the racing was pretty good. I mean, you know, you, you can't expect a lot. I mean, these guys aren't. Dirt track aficionados who know every single thing about making a dirt track, you know, how to prep a dirt track for a race. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they throw a bunch of dirt on an asphalt track and so let's go dirt racing. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with what happened in 2001 with the World of Outlaws race. And everybody's like, oh, you know, it didn't work that time either. Why are you going to try it again? But, I mean, it's been 20 years, so yeah, why not try it again and see... Creations. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, new technology that goes into these races now that, that make it a little bit different. So I picked out three drivers who I, who are doing good in terms of the standings and in terms of they haven't won a race yet, but they've been they're they're doing good. Um, and so I guess we can kind of add our own people to it um, if you guys want. But the first guy I thought of is Denny Hamlin because he's obviously leading the point standings right yeah. now. And I believe he's finished in the top ten in every race except for maybe one. Still winless. And he's still winless, uh, which goes to show you the competition level. He does um, have six top tens, and the other one was 11th at Homestead. Oh, yeah. So, so almost, almost a perfect right. top so, tens. Um, and he's going to his, his home track at Martinsville this weekend. Uh, Brad Keselowski is the other guy on the list. Uh, he's had a top ten in all but one race. Uh, he's got one DNF uh, this year. And then Kevin Harvick has finished in the top ten in all but two races this year. So those are the top three guys that are in points uh, going into, like, the, if the playoffs started right now, they'd be in on points. Um, other, everybody else has won races so far this year. But who, is there anybody else we can add to the list? Did I forget anybody? Of those who haven't won yet? Or just people that are doing good this season but haven't won yet? Because uh, you can't really add, like, Chase Elliott. He's got, right. he blew a motor, and, you know, he's he's spun out. And, done and before this weekend, been. I would have added Logano, but he just, he just obviously. Won. I mean, that's a pretty win. commendable job because he's not a yeah, dirt guy. Exactly. Tyler so. Reddick? 
Kylo Reddick's been doing pretty he's, good. He's done okay. He's done, I mean, it's not been as car. consistent. Yeah, yeah. He's, been, he's the better of the two. It's not RCR been as car. consistent as the guys on that list, um, but he certainly has shown up uh, more so than. I mean, because if you look at the, you've got. I mean, obviously Harvick is Stuart Haas. He's the only Stuart Haas guy that's doing anything right now. Um, Keselowski is part of Penske. The other two Penske drivers have already won. And right. I guess if you add Matt DiBenedetto in there, but I consider him on the bad side of things, which I guess we can talk about that too in a minute. Um, and then with, with Gibbs, you've got uh, Truex, who's won, and Christopher Bell, who's won, mm-hmm. but then Kyle Busch and, and Denny Hamlin, who's still winless. So on the bad side of things, I've got – well, I've got Kyle Busch. Yeah, I was about to say, you can't have that list and not have Kyle Busch. he has a DNF already oh, yeah. this year. Um, and then Chase Elliott, because he has four finishes outside the top ten, which is uncommon so for the uncommon. defending champion yeah. to have this much bad luck already in the season. And he's he's not the worst of the Hendrick group because Alex Bowman's further behind in points than he is. But just the fact that the defending champion hasn't won a race already and he has four finishes outside the top ten, Peter, that's just like mind-blowing to me. It is a bit mind-blowing, but do remember that Chase was second in the Daytona 500 to Matt Benedetto, and he, if not for the controversial rain caution next week at the Daytona road course, he'd have, I think, easily won that race. So it's not like the nine teams in totally out to lunch as they've had bad luck fall one way or the other. I think but, they'll still get a win or two before the playoffs. But it, what's surprising is just how consistent they were everywhere last year, and we know that there were different, you know, we had the wheel templates this year, a lot of different uh, technical changes to maybe hinder something that maybe they had an advantage on. But still, they were so gosh dang consistent everywhere they went. And now all of a sudden it's like, it's kind of, when you see Chase Elliott, you know, in the top 10, you're like, okay, maybe he's going to Would you consider Martinsville a strong track for him? Yeah. Yeah? I would. No, yes, I, I, yeah, I think so too. He got the one win there last fall, and he mm-hmm. should have two or three wins yeah. there by now. So, I, yeah. but I, he's better in the fall race, typically. But it's hard for me to compare anything to twenty twenty, just because of the way the schedule, like you know, yeah. manifested <laughs> itself. Like we we ran seventeen races in a week. We don't and, you talk know, I mean, about it's hard to. Well, no, I mean, it, I will talk Chase about will, it, but Chase, I mean, Chase will talk about twenty twenty. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. he won the championship, but <laughs> I mean, for me, like, you, especially like when we're doing fantasy NASCAR, you, you think about you know what happened, you know, in this race last year, but then you think, oh, well, they ran Martinsville in June of last year, and now it's April, you know, and it wasn't. It was supposed to be a night race, and it turned out to end up as a night race, but it started out in the daytime, and then this year it's going to be completely under the light. Like, there's so many different variables. Last year, because of the pandemic, we had to throw everything at mm-hmm. you know the schedule. That we can't really, we don't have any notes really to go by because everything is different this year. I would say another guy to add to that disappointment list so far is Bowman. Um, Just because of, I mean, he and Chase both, but look how far down Bowman is. He's currently 16th in points, Mm -hmm. while his other teammates, you know, William Byron and and Kyle Larson are out there every week. William Byron has finished in the top 10 every single race. Since he got his one, do you at think there's set. a lot of added pressure on Bowman though? I mean, he just took over a huge ride. I don't think so. Because or I guess he, he did, did that. that before. He did that with <laughs> Junior. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I almost feel like that's a yeah. taking over for Junior is bigger than taking right. over for Jimmy right. Johnson because yeah. he had bigger shoes to fill. Exactly, but. and 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 at this point, he already had chemistry with the team. He can't yeah. blame it on being in a new car and team. You know, this was the same team that just put a new number and sticker and sponsor on the door. Um, so I think it's just something is lacking in their department and something's lacking in the nine department and whatever they're lacking, the 24 and five are not lacking. Like Maybe Kyle Lars is just making everybody look bad. Like, yeah. And, but William Byron too, because William true. came out of nowhere. He I think his is Rudy well. Fugel though. I, I don't yeah. really, you know, it, and what a gosh, I mean, what a difference Rudy must make. I, I mean, 
Two, it's, like, it's gotta be like a father figure though to William Byron. Well, I think Rudy kind of is more of a friend, like more of a friend figure. Yeah, like a Chad was more of the father, and right. I think William yeah. was a little. There was too much pressure working he, with Chad. Yes, he was a little. Well, yeah, uh, he was sure. a little. You know, he didn't know quite how to communicate. He with wanted Chad. everybody to be like Jimmy. But with Rudy, you can be like, "Yo, I need this," and Rudy's like, "All right, bud, we'll get it for you." You know. Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about how smart uh, William Byron is, like you know, a student of the game type thing, because he came from the iRacing racing world. Mm-hmm. Um, and came over and you know learned how to, to to hone his craft in the trucks and own his craft in the Xfinity series and now going in the Cup, you know and he kind of got behind the A ball, but he's he's learning to do good. All right, we're going to take a break. We've got more stuff to talk about NASCAR wise and some F one stuff as well. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. How to be a great dad in fifteen seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. 
He just passed through that reentry that he's been all season. Yeah, I was going to say, we just badmouthed Chase a little bit. <laughs> Whoops, sorry, Chase. Get it together. Thanks for bringing well, us back, Welcome back to the inside pass. Uh, Randy Miller, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, and uh, Chris Murdoch pushing buttons. Tom is not here. He's in Georgia doing a uh, something. All right, something more important than being on our show. You know, he told me, oh, and I couldn't, you really don't care. I couldn't even tell you right now. <laughs> it just went over my head. I was like, cool, enjoy. Great. All right, Bell well, uh, he's doing something <laughs> relating to not one, not being here. It involves a race car. It involves so. a race car. So, so that's all I know. He'll be back next week. Um, I, I don't know who's going to be on next week. I reached out. I think Jordan Bianchi is going to be on, but I'm not hey. sure. So um, we'll have another media member here. Jordan, to, to, who has to, the inside scoop on right, stuff. Right. Well, that's why I'm thinking because I'm like, certainly there's something that we can pick his brain about and get him to tell us something that don't yeah. the rest of us don't already know because, <laughs> you know, it's between all of the media members in this room. Somebody needs some information on what's right. going on in the world right now. So, anyways, welcome back uh, to. The, oh, and uh, two weeks from tonight, we've got John Hunter Nemechek, new daddy. John Hunter Nemechek uh, will be on, so uh, that, that'd be that'd be cool. And then, of course, Nick DeGroote at the end of the month because contractually obligation, you know, to to have Nick on. So, um, we're looking forward to that. Um, so, I wanted to talk about some of the guys outside of the top sixteen in points um, because there's actually some pretty, I say pretty big names. I mean, there's not really a lot of huge names under there, but you got guys like. Bubba Wallace, for instance, going into the beginning of, of 2021, he was probably the most targeted guy um, with a new team because everybody thought that 2311 Racing was going to come out swinging and, you know, he was going to get a bunch of wins and they were going to finish in the top five. And that just hasn't happened yet. And, well, that just uh, doesn't happen in general with new teams. Well, you wouldn't think, but I mean, I mean, Daniel Suarez almost pulled us wrong. That's true. There's <laughs> a lot of pressure, though, on that team because of the, the management structure, Denny Hamlin being a co owner, Michael Jordan being a co owner. Mm-hmm. It being Bubba Wallace and you know him and doing all the interviews saying you know he knows what he has what it takes and he just has to have a better opportunity and it's basically a fifth Joe Gibbs car like yeah. all this stuff going into the team you know you would think the team would would, would come out you know right. doing something productive the assum- and they haven't right the assumption would have been you know because we've had we've had Furniture Row Racing and we've had Levine Family Racing obviously be a part of that Toyota stable in the past, but you'd think that maybe this relationship would be a bit different, a bit more um, brought in and close to the to the four car family at Joe Gibbs Racing because one of their drivers is is the co owner and the other guy is the biggest one of the biggest names in all of athletic sports, right? right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you certainly expect it more. We have seen some some you know show of of good racing i think murdoch is really the one that's cursed him but anyway we've seen <laughs> who <laughs> Baba? yeah yeah you but, know. Uh, but we've seen some some good uh strides from bubba and then you know, i just don't not, think not he's that good to finish i just don't think he's that good yeah. i see i i tend to agree i mean tom will probably be like you know screaming at the top of his lungs right now that he's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world but i just don't i don't see it i, I mean i get you know he had he had great uh, you know, he had, he had good time in the trucks, and he was mm. great in Infinity, whatever. But in the Cup, he hasn't done anything. I said he wouldn't get a top fifteen finish this year, and for the first fifth of the season, I've been right. So <laughs> you've been close to being wrong. Do- that doesn't count. He would have gotten a top <laughs> ten if not for that late tire that tire oh, going man. down. Well, you know. And there was another issue at a, at another place. What did a speed or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, so. you beat himself. So. That's right. I'm still not wrong. But that team, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, it is still a new team that really threw things together, you know, very close to last minute. So, And and it's nothing against him. And like, I like him as a person. Yeah, exactly. I've talked to him at Charlotte. Yeah. He's, he's nice. He's but a nice person. I just don't think he's that good of a driver, mm-hmm. you know. Well, then no on, the, on the flip side of that, you have track, a track house. You've got yeah. Daniel Suarez, who... 
about one. The expectations <laughs> weren't that great going into the season because it's a brand new team with Justin Marks and Pitbull, and they didn't start out doing good. But then at the Bristol Dirt Race, he came this close to winning the Bristol Dirt Race. Yeah, I mean that would have been in... that would have been something like a, a a Christopher Bell thing where nobody expected him to win on the road course. Nobody would have right. expected Daniel Suarez. I mean, at least no. he's consistent. He's a running in the top ten. A guy so, with like yeah. no dirt experience whatsoever. Is Suarez running in the top ten? Um, he's been. I mean, he's not not. I mean, not finishing in the top ten, but he's been right. running. He's been, well, he's been running, he's been running close to it for sure. And then just last week, um, before Bristol Dirt, sorry, week before, um, where were we? Even? Atlanta. 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 Atlanta yeah. Sorry, my brain is gone. Come but on, um, five hours of driving, six hours with riding, one with Peter is traumatic. Okay, you, you got to put your <laughs> brain back in. Place. I knew, so, I knew Peter traumatic. was going to come in here somewhere. Yeah, my head's been shaking around from all the whiplash, but. Anywho, um, Daniel was running inside the top ten to get, like, I think a seventh-place finish in Atlanta, and then mm-hmm. he sped on pit road um, late and, and cost that. But they have shown a lot more consistency in terms of regular racing as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, for a new team that moved into, like, the Germain stable, that that, that yeah. team shop and that affiliation, um, they've been able to bring in partners and things like that. And Peter's normally the statistician. How many laps did he lead in Bristol? Uh, Bristol laps led. He led. Which he won a stage, right? He won stage two and led fifty-eight laps. I was going to say sixty something. So I mean, that that's pretty good for you know a a brand new team essentially uh, to go out there and and lead laps like that. And it's something that I I know that he expects it. And and I have always thought that Daniel deserved better Um, Mm -hmm. because you know if you go back to his days, you know with Gibbs, and I feel like he was you know wrongfully outed from that team. Um, and had to fend for himself, but I don't think he was ready for the jump that they made no. him make. And so, and he's still fairly young. So, I mean, I think now he's in a great place to where they can build the team around him and, and give him the the stuff and the tools and the resources that he needs to be the kind of Daniel Suarez that I know he can be. Do you guys think that Suarez is a better driver than Bubba? Yes. Yes. Okay. I do. One of them's an Xfinity champion, and one is He's only a tr- however many. And, but well, and not not races, to mention, he uh, also won championships in Mexico too. So. Yeah, right. he yeah. did. He's, it's easily. It's not even a comparison. But we don't know the level of competition is you know steeply and. Also, I think like the twenty three eleven Gibbs car. I think I still think the twenty three eleven car is better than Trackhouse, and sometimes mm-hmm. you can say that Daniel's probably outperformed in that car. So yeah. I don't think Bubba could have done the same. So to you, is it one of those things where if you put Justin Marks in the twenty three eleven car, he would be better? If you put Daniel Suarez in the twenty three eleven right. car, yeah. If you yeah. put Daniel in the twenty three eleven car, so you think that Daniel will win before Bubba? Easily. <laughs> oh, I think so. Especially with road courses, like I feel like Coda is going to be and, a track where, Bubba, especially if they keep running, if they Bubba's run on the dirt, not good at road courses. If they run on the dirt course next year, like if they both go win this this year and it comes mm-hmm. down to the dirt race, Daniel's going to come back way better than he was this year. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's, Bubba's I really. Mean, you could tell already, you know what he's done. So yeah, and Bubba's not good at road courses at all. Let's talk no. about Eric Jones. Not a good year for. Uh, well, <laughs> since since Bubba left the forty three car and Eric got in it, um, the forty three car to me. I have high expectations for Eric Jones because Eric's a good friend of mine, and, and I, you know, I feel like he was somebody who I almost kind of feel like was out was wrongfully outed from the twenty car this past year, in favor of of uh, of Christopher Bell. But I mean, it's I, but only again, money. It's yeah, right. It's yeah. only money and sponsorship. But at the same time, um, Eric's proven that he's he can win races in the Truck Series, win races in the Xfinity. He's actually won two Cup races in his career. Um, but going to the 43 car, everybody thought that Eric was going to make the 43 car better than when Bubba was in it, and I feel like it's almost exactly the same thing. I mean, what do you guys think? I think Peter? Eric's doing better. And and in terms of 
uh, sponsorship and branding. Some of the sponsorships that Eric has been, you know, Armor All tied. Like that's true. In, in terms of in terms right. of brand and marketing, uh, leaps and bounds better. Yeah, that's true. Peter. I think the forty three car had five top tens all of last season, and so far a fifth of the way through twenty twenty one. Eric's got two top tens, so he's on pace to beat Bubba's record of top tens in a season in that car. I think. Eric is one of the more underrated talents in the Cup Series today. We saw him win a truck title. We saw him come this close to an Xfinity title. He's the only guy to win Rookie of the Year in all three series, so I really think he, in the right situation, can be a championship-level driver. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he undoubtedly is uh, is a great driver, certainly. And um, and so, yeah, I mean, he, he, running well so far this season, that's really, really great to see. Um, and I believe, is not is it Jerry Baxter that's the – Crew chief over there, yeah. and he and he he was with Bubba last season, and um, and you could see them starting to even mesh a little bit. And that team, uh, it's still not where it needs to be, of course. And we saw that while Bubba was there, but we also saw that when Eric was there, um, Eric Amarola, that that being Eric Amarola. So I don't know. Um, I, I'm really surprised by what Eric Jones has been able to do, just because of the results of late for the 43. But at the same time, it is Eric Jones, so we knew that he was going to hop in there and give it his all. And and he is a good driver, like we've been saying. So he's a uh, if he can have c- equipment that can keep him up there, then he'll use his driving talent to get the rest. Well, and he's got some good tracks coming up too. I mean, his his win at Darlington uh, last year, or two mm. years ago, last year. Any super two, speedways two ago, yeah. he's going to be going on. Right. So, I mean, he's still got an opportunity to do good uh, right. in, in the 43 car. The last driver we'll talk about before the break is Matt DiBenedetto. Matt's in a contract year. So obviously, he knows he's not going to be in the 21 car next year because Austin Centric's already been signed to that car. So you would think that the team would give him the, the right equipment, which I, I can't say they didn't because a lot of it's just been bad luck on his part. Um, just running over stuff on the racetrack and getting flat tires and things like that. But I, I feel like Matt needs to show a little bit more than what he's showing right now because yeah. he has uh, nothing to do in 2022 right now. I still hold up, uh, still hold out hope that you know Brad retires and he takes over the two. I, I really, they, I would really hope that that's if true. they want to put him there. You know, that's uh, that's what comes. Who, who? But then who, again, so why who, wouldn't they? Who would you put there? If, I would, if, not, if, if Brad were to retire, I'd put Cindric in the home stable. Ah, I would too. And keep the Benedetto and, and on the maybe keep the Benedetto on the twenty one, or um, well, yeah, or put someone else on the twenty one that that's coming up. So I guess the them signing Cendric to the twenty one is them assuming that Brad's that not Brad's because not they have they, he's Pinsky, on a one year deal. Pinsky said that he would uh, a one year deal like post now. Like, he's he's uh, this is his one year. So so he doesn't have anything signed with. So them next Pinsky season. said that they would hope that they would re-sign him for at least another. Right, but. You know, kids, I mean, kids you could always older. you could always put Austin in the twenty one, Matt in the two, and then twenty twenty three switch them, and you know, put them the other way if you really wanted to do that. But I mean, you know, if he goes out and proves himself in the car, yeah. why would you take him out of it? But yeah, I, I know, I, think, I know, Matt wants to get the hundredth win for Wood Brothers in that car. I think that eventually, Cendric is going to the Penske home stable anyway. So if that spot opens, he's going there. I think that mm-hmm. he's the twenty one is more like a filler, like the same thing they've done in the past with. Seabell at Levine and, and things like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I just, again, Matt's somebody that, you know, is a good friend of mine, but and I want to see him do well. I want to see him land on his feet He has somewhere. certainly been plagued with bad luck uh, over the season, but he, and now we were seeing him start to come Which up. Which you can't, can't blame him. It's right. not his fault. Exactly. Just, he can't help the people drop oh, yeah. stuff on the racetrack all the time in front of him. Um, we're going to take another break. We'll uh, have more NASCAR talk, and uh, we'll do fantasy NASCAR as well. When we come back, there is more of the inside pass right around the turn. Stick with us. We will be right back right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. 
Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, my name is Eric Jones, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Well, welcome back to the Inside Pass, uh, WSIC on Saturday this, morning, 9.30 a.m. These comebacks have been perfect. We were just talking about Eric know, right? I, It's funny how that all works out. Uh, Randy Miller and uh, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis it's with almost you. like I know how to do my job. I know, now. right? <laughs> I was, I'm shocked. <laughs> We're not pushing buttons for us. Uh, Tom will be back uh, next week uh, with us. He's in uh, Georgia Moonlighting. Oh, finally, you found the bell. Yeah. Every we time gave we you say, that an hour time, I know. I know. <laughs> when he got here tonight, he every begged time. it for the bell. He's like, give me the bell. And I'm like, okay. And he hasn't even used it all night long. When I hear we Tom have so many, so much bell. discussion last time. Uh, I know. <laughs> I never know when to bell. He's I, been I'm not used to this, okay? The pressure is hard. I never know when to bell. I'm not going to bell myself. 
It's like that's like a oh please like Tom a, bells himself all the time. You gotta have true. that. You know I'm gonna start this whole round, this whole segment. Get ready, folks. The if, bell is coming. If this show was on camera, which I I know we've got big things coming we're up. We're coming. We're, we're coming with it. But they will see that Tom keeps his finger on that bell all night long. Oh my long. gosh! Sometimes he'll hit both. He'll hit the buzzer <laughs> and the bell, <laughs> exactly. and I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Just for like it's too quiet in here. Ding. Um, anyway, uh, and he smacks the crap out of that thing too. Yeah, he like, does. Bang. Yeah, it's it's loud. Like, he's broken it before. I've I've seen. I've literally well, seen. He smacks the buzzer too because sometimes he'll hit the buzzer enough. Uh, usually it's like it'll go <laughs> like the rest <laughs> of the buzzer will like be a like, double like a be double like buzzer. don't hit me like I've, that I've again. heard that I've heard him hit that bell so hard sometimes that there's cattle in our field out front. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. literally, <laughs> he calls all of the cows to the to come to the studio. Um, so we we got some other NASCAR stuff to talk about. I want to do fantasy NASCAR real quick before we forget, because um, just in case we run out of time. Uh, so we're going to go to Martinsville this weekend, uh, the first official nighttime race at Martinsville. Um, this race last year was in June, I believe. Now it's in uh, April because the schedule's right so far. Who's um, picking first? So I've I already wrote mine down and I got Tom's earlier, so I, it doesn't really matter who goes first. Oh um, no! But Nick is still leading. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coming for you, Randy. which is not good. I looked at the points, I'm coming. It's for you. true, yeah, and and Chris is coming. Uh, the, so there's been no early. change in the top eight, so everybody's pretty much what they were last week. So uh, we'll just go. I guess we'll just go in the order that it's written on here. So I picked uh, Allgaier for the Xfinity race and Denny Hamlin for the Cup race, and Tom picked Noah Gregson for the Xfinity race and Hamlin for the Cup race. So those are our picks. Uh, Chris, oh you go next. I am going to go with Noah Gregson in the Xfinity Series race, and okay. I am going to go with uh, Chase Elliott. Wow, Chase Elliott finally uh, did a big All right, Noah, you're next. Oh, this pressure. Um, I will say I wanted to go with Truex, is, but I want to continue the streak. This is, right yeah, this is terrifying for me because I'm so close yet so far from Nick now. Uh, for the cup race, I'm going to say cup first. I'm going to go out on a limb. He's been impressing me. He did well a few years back at Martinsville. William Byron for the cup race. Okay. For the Xfinity race, I am going to go with Justin Allgaier as well. All right. And or Peter. Sorry. No, you get to go for Peter. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, Quinn Hoff for the (laughs) cup race. All right. Greg Galding for the Xfinity race. Uh, For Xfinity, I'll also go with Noah Gregson, past Truck Series winner here. I think he gets it done on Friday night. And then on Saturday, I'm liking Brad Kozlowski. You make it three straight wins for Penske with three different drivers. Those are actually good picks. You know what? I switched mine. My Xfinity pick. No, you got to lock it in. AJ. You got to lock it in. You're going with AJ instead. Randy. I mean, at least you didn't wait till 15 laps the after intent- practice. To no, oh, yeah, true, true. Somebody else, like somebody else in the room. Or yeah, yeah. Who's not in the room, but usually is uh, calling in. Like AJ's usually pretty is. decent there. Um, all right, we got a couple of, uh, of other NASCAR notes that I want to go through real quick before we, uh, we end the show tonight. Uh, NASCAR did a tire test of rain tires at Martinsville last week. Um, I know how Tom feels. This is why yes, I did the I've question now when Tom wasn't here. <laughs> we, we only have five minutes we, left in the segment. in the whole five minutes. And we'd still be talking about it next week. Uh, so I, I wanted to do it when he wasn't here because I know how he feels about this. What do you guys think about rain? the possibility Ooh. of being able to run the Martinsville race in the rain if it rains this weekend, which I don't think it's going to, but if it does. Um, have, they been, well, have they said that they were be, they're willing to no, run that out? No, not this weekend. But in um, September, f- possible whatever. future races. Yeah, future races. Um, I've been waiting for this moment. Tom and I went back and forth on Facebook about this for like hours on a Facebook oh, post, and now the post is gone. And so all my notes did of what de- I did, did he delete? He it? deleted it, and now oh, all my notes no, are like, no, if I had a buzzer, brr, like Tom yeah, he, usually does, he keeps I hit the buzzer. It. 
Yeah, I know. But um, obvious reasons. Look, so this power. technically was not. It's not designed to race in the ring. That's not what the design is. What it's designed to do is get us back to racing in damp conditions and be able to race in somewhat sprinkled to damp conditions. I don't know what you consider damp conditions, though, because they should Not Bristol last When the weekend. track is a different color. <laughs> well, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have thrown... Fast. I mean, they consider damp conditions, and it's sprinkled in, in, in one corner of well, the track in yes, Daytona. That, so that was, but you got to get more consistent with what you call damp. Right. But at an oval, you should be able to see the color change and know that the race is... You know, the, the track is slick. Um, well, well, in Martinsville especially because it's concrete. Exactly. Uh, most of it. So, um, so you'll be able to tell by you know by the corners and things like that. But regardless, um, it's it's for that purpose of getting us back to racing sooner. And I say, why not give it a try? If it do, if it works, number one, if it gets us back to racing sooner, it fills in the gap of jet drying and all that stuff. Number two, if it gives us a racing quality that is still okay and decent then perfect. You know, like both of those things sound great to me. So if we can figure a way to do that, in my opinion, then what is the loss there? We can end up with a Matt Kenseth, the Joey Logano situation. Yeah. <laughs> but what what is the downside? That we can't watch the jet dryer race for a few 30 minutes longer? Like, I, I mean, look, they got to get some of their laps back. So you oh, know well, what? I mean, I feel like it's, I'm dinging myself. It's Martinsville, though. Like, it's <laughs> it's not going to take that long to drive the track. And even if it did, it's a small track, so it shouldn't take that long. Like, if you're going to try it, if you're going to do this, you need to do it at a track that's going to take 16 hours to dry, like yeah. Daytona. Or t- I mean, I know it's high speed. It's, you can't do yeah. that. But, you know, if, if, you're, the, if the goal Richmond. is to get Richmond's the race a little faster, bit bigger, and that's a, that's, that's a place that they're thinking of. And, you know, if... Again, any time faster is faster. They're going to eventually dry out the track by being on it. So then they're going to switch back anyway. I feel like we should just spend the money on a giant tarp for Bristol. That would have been easier. Tarps in Bristol would be pretty easy. Or the roof that they're talking about. Yeah, Marcus Smith talking about um, putting the umbrella on Bristol. Like a football stadium. That would be be cool. Last thing. we got two minutes left. Uh, Carl Edwards wanted to come back. Did you you want to jump in? I echo basically all your sentiments. Carl Edwards. Wanting to come back for one road course race. Yeah. What road course race would you like to see, and who would you like to see him run for? Oh, gosh. Well, Carl did say in his press conference that he'd want to run a Gibbs car um, if he ever did come uh, back. Run that 54. Or if did he say specifically Xfinity or Cup? He didn't. But I mean, So how really... about we debut a new 2311 open entry into a... Um, how about that? Because I mean, then that's technically a Gibbs car. So, so. But what track would you want to see him run at? Why not Coda? I mean, everybody's going to be fresh. That would be cool. I know it's coming up, I, and I, I know would... he might probably be talking about seasons to come, but somewhere somewhere, maybe, I mean, he hadn't been on any of them. Really. I think the most realistic would be him running the 54 in Xfinity. You think? I mean, possibly. I would say mid-Ohio, because that's probably the closest to, to mm. his Missouri, you know, yeah. his home state. So if you're going to go, go somewhere fairly relatively close to home and put, you know, Edwards for senator uh, on the side of your car. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Edwards for senator or Edwards for president? I can't what, whatever. Well, at this point, I don't really think it matters, but free publicity for your yeah, president. Really. For your, uh, uh, I'd like to see him in the 54 okay. Road America. I believe he won oh, the inaugural race there oh, wow. back mm. 10 or so years ago. So I'd like to see him run there again. That's 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 true. I would just like to see Carl Edwards back in NASCAR, no matter what he's running. It didn't really matter to me. That was a bell moment. Man, you got all out, like yes. the whole hour of your bell time out. In the <laughs> I know, right? That was a good bell moment, <laughs> gonna, right? As we Tom tonight, it's going to be like... there. would have been like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Edwards in, back in the car for sure. Bell. <laughs> 
All right, we are uh, we are off uh, for another week. It's hard to believe that our oh, hour no. has already gone, but it has. And so uh, next week we'll have a, a whole other show. Tom will be back. We'll we'll bring our debate back since everybody will be back in the studio with us. I think at least if nobody goes to Martinsville, we are out of time. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody.